This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Before we get into Take Your Pick, and we're going to do a little NFL action here. Are you finally out of baseball mode? Where, well, I don't want to say out of baseball mode, but I know a few weeks ago you were like, hey, I'm I'm still firmly in the baseball camp. I need a little more baseball before I start to dip my toe into the NFL pool. Are now I mean, we got college football games this weekend. Double D, this psychopath, which I love, he already has a college football parlay for this weekend, which tip of the cap, sir. Salutes. Great job. You and Darren Ravel. Good job. You can do it together. <laughs> <laughs> so I now I'm all depressed because of Shohei Otani. There are still some great stories in Major League Baseball, and I am excited to see how it plays out. But are you actually now, finally, on this August 24th, ready for some football? I, your honor, am ready for some football. Uh, yes. <laughs> do you ever say that when you hear, was it the Monday Night Football uh, jingle that's like, are you ready for some football? Yeah. And you say to your TV, you say, yes, yes, I am ready for some football. Yes, I am. I like uh, but football. I can be in, I can, I, I would like some football. Can I have some more, please? <laughs> uh, I am still in baseball mode because the best baseball is still ahead of us. And Otani yeah. was not going to be in the, the postseason anyway. Maybe that's the silver lining is that True. we weren't going to see him in like, you know, 30 games anyways. But I am ready for football now. And I think the next question is, how many college football games are you going to be betting on? Because I did my initial oh. look last night. And it's tough with college football, and it's tough when you start any new sport that you feel a little wobbly, like you feel like yeah. a baby deer just finding his footing, and you're wobbling around. You're like, oh, yeah. Vanderbilt against Hawaii. <laughs> Maybe I'll you know, lay the points with Vanderbilt, but it's the first game of the season. So do I take the first half and reduce the spread a little bit, or do you say to yourself, it's the first game of the season. Maybe they need the full game to be totally dominant. So I'm ready for football, but I don't know if I'm ready to dive in head first when it comes to betting on football. Can I just say very quickly, we don't have a college football segment. I want to get this off my chest because we're still talking football. Did you see, I am so angry. I'm going to call this right now. Big 12 officiate, the Big 12 will purposefully cause Texas to lose a game this season. Guaranteed. Oh, uh, come on. I'm serious. Did you see the commissioner of the Big 12 yesterday, what he said? Did you see this? No, I did didn't. Did you see him? Because I don't yes. care. What did he this, say? Tell this us. Cat, this cat goes in front of Texas Tech fans, and he he's the commissioner of the Big 12 conference, okay? Not for Texas Tech, of the conference. And he tells everyone at Texas, this is probably, you can look at this. They, it was on ESPN. It was on all sorts of, of college football sites. And he says, hey, listen, I'm going to be in Austin when you guys are down there taking on Texas, and I expect you to take care of business. So I'm like, oh, so what? you're the co- – Yes! Yes! 
I'm like, so let me get this straight. Like, I understand Texas is leaving the conference and Oklahoma's leaving the conference, so you're pissed off about that. But you're telling you're the you're you are the big you're the conference commissioner, and you're telling the school to go take care of business against another school. What the hell is he telling the referees? I'll be in Austin, and I'm hoping you guys beat them. That's not a good look. That is not, and that is absolutely not fairness at all. So, what is he saying behind the scenes if he's outwardly saying, "I hope you guys beat them"? God, that's childish. Yes. Like, not only is it unprofessional, oh. it's childish. But think of the better strategy here. Wouldn't you want Texas to do well because it's your last year of ha- having them? They have a good shot to at least make some waves in the postseason. So if they do something big this year, you can still add it to your trophy case and say, this is a Big 12 team. We've got them for one more year. How about we root for the good teams in our conference, even though they're leaving next season? So this guy does not sound like a very good businessman. Uh, And maybe that's why everybody's leaving your conference, dude. They hate Texas. And I, I couldn't believe it. Andy Staples, who covers college football, Someone tweeted this at him and was like, hey, you know, this this seems really out of line for a conference commissioner. And he's like, well, I think it's fair. I mean, they're leaving what? the conference. I'm, I'm like, dude, listen. They're in your conference you, now. It, a, they're in the conference now. B, fairness should be at play. And then C, look, this is survival of the fittest, okay? It doesn't matter. Just like UCLA and USC don't owe anything to the Pac-12, Texas, Oklahoma don't owe anything to the Big 12. No team owes anything to anyone at this point. It is survival of the fittest in college football. So you go where you can get the best deal and the most money and you can survive. So if you're going to be pissed off at a team for leaving your conference, tough, tough. That's the college football landscape. And if you're angry about that, you don't understand the college football landscape. It's just, it's preposterous to me. It's preposterous. It shouldn't be a personal thing either. Like if you are the commissioner of a conference, you should not be talking about your personal feelings about a team. You are doing a job. It is to steer that conference into whatever glory you can find it. And if you are a team looking for another conference, like would you want to go to a conference where the commissioner is rooting for teams that are playing other teams in the I'm conference? Like I wouldn't want to go to that conference. I'm like, God, that guy sucks. No. I'm just saying when Texas plays Texas Tech in Austin Thanksgiving week, I'm calling it right now. Clip this off. I'm calling it right now. There will be at least a minimum of one controversial call that changes the complexion of the game guaranteed guaranteed clip it off now but jenks this is one of uh college football's bingo places or holders i should say bulletin board material isn't this one of the worst things you can do in college football i'm pretty sure that the texas football team has heard this and now Mm -hmm. they're gonna say okay well it cannot be close boys we've got to put our foot on the gas pedal and we cannot let up it's got to be a game that is so far ahead that no matter (sighs) how bad the officiating is 
we've got to win this game. So uh, I'm looking forward to like all of the the phrases and the motivational things that we see in college football. Because isn't that on the like bingo board is bulletin board material. Ooh, don't make Nick Saban mad because it's bulletin board material. Yes, that I will say this. This is this happened last year in the Oklahoma State game. Now Texas deserved to lose that game, but Texas got called for 14 penalties. You know how many penalties Ew. were called on Oklahoma State? Zero. Not a single penalty the entire oh, game. Oh, convenient. Yeah. Convenient. When does that happen? Never is when that happens. Okay. Chelsea, <laughs> let's transition to the pros. I'm getting all riled up here. Let's play Take Your Pick NFL Future Style. It's time to play Take Your Pick. All right. I got to calm down now. Let's go to the NFL. Palmer Waters. Here we go, Chelsea. Take your pick number one. BetMGM has some total parlays up for your gambling pleasure. So which one of these parlays would you have the most faith in? Take your pick. Texans, Rams, and Raiders all to win at least six games this season. Or Bills, Bengals, and Chiefs to all win 12 or more games. Ooh, I will go with the good teams behind door number two. What do I win? A brand new car? Uh, I'm going to go with the good teams here because we have seen this in the NFL. When bad teams are bad, they are usually very, very bad. Last season, the Texans won, what, three games? And not that long ago, it was the, the, the Cleveland Browns that won zero games. That was, what, 2017? It wasn't that mm-hmm. long ago. So I'm not saying that any of these teams are the equivalent of the Cleveland Browns that season. I am just saying there is somebody very capable of not winning six mm-hmm. games in those teams provided Texans, Rams, and Raiders. Uh, neither n- None of these teams have very high ceilings. I'll go with that as opposed to uh, fading the Bills, Bengals, and Chiefs. These teams are going to be good yet again. And plus, now that there are 17 games in the schedule, I think uh, these are good regular season teams that are fully capable of winning 12 games. I'm going to the opposite side here. Texans, garbage, Rams. They have like two guys who are talented. They have like Matt Stafford and Aaron Donald, no one else. Well, they have Cooper Cup. He's banged up again. The Raiders, I think, are going to be putrid on defense. I think they all go under. I am fading all those guys. And shout out to Darren Ravel because he'll probably bet this and win it. He always wins his parlays. Oh, yeah. Every single time. Yeah, every single time he bets them. Chelsea, take your pick number two. The odds for leading the league in receiving yards is basically a three-player race. According to the odds of Adam GM, who would you take out of the top three favorites? Justin Jefferson, plus 550. Jamar Chase, 7-1. to Tyreek Hill. Seven to one. I'm going to go with Justin Jefferson. Uh, 1,800 yards last season, and guess what? He gets Kirk Cousins in a contract year. I believe he is due for some big numbers yet again. Also, no Dalvin Cook. I know he's not a receiver, but those are some targets in the offense. Uh, Adam Thielen is gone as well, so it's going to be Justin Jefferson. He's going to be getting a lot of the target share, and we know when it comes to talent, he is uh, one of the tops in the league. Even though you look at these other guys, obviously they're mm-hmm. supremely talented as well. You look at Jamar Chase. He has a great quarterback thrown to him as well uh, in Joe Burrow. But I still think it's going to be Justin Jefferson. I'll take the favorite. I will go with – I wanted to take Tyreek Hill for a second 
just because of him talking because he was a monster last year and he essentially admitted a few weeks ago like i didn't even know the playbook i would just like how good do you have to be in the nfl where you just run to a spot and get open and Tua finds you and you take it to the house that's how good he is and now he knows the playbook but of course the risk there is that Tua could get injured injury prone with concussions so maybe he doesn't finish the season which would affect tyreek hill i'm gonna go with jamar chase at seven to one Joe Burrow, despite that calf injury, is still the favorite to win MVP. So I think he's going to start week one or be close to it. And clearly he is the number one guy for that Bengals offense. I think Joey Burrow still hasn't reached how good he can be. So I'm going to go Jamar Chase at 7-1. Finally, take your pick number three. Let's talk about the running backs expected to lead the league in rushing. There's even a rookie in the top four for your consideration. So of these odds leaders, (laughs) who would that be? Who'd you put your money on if you had to pick one? Take your pick. Nick Chubb. Uh, uh, Nicky Chubb. Nobody calls him Nicky Chubb. Five to one. Derrick Henry, six to one. Jonathan Taylor, nine to one. Or Bijan Robinson at 10 to one. I I feel like Josh Jacobs should have a place in this discussion, but Agreed. we don't know what team he's going to play for. And maybe that's where the uncertainty lies for the odds. But he led the league last year. And that was despite the Raiders hating him last year, too. Like, remember, he played in the preseason games. And people thought, oh, my God, this guy's not even going to start. And then what did he do? He led the league in rushing. So no matter how disgruntled he is at the start of the season, he has shown that he can shove that aside or use it as motivation to have another great season. And plus, Jimmy Garoppolo usually works well uh, when his offense has a good run game as well, and he can do enough to move the chains and keep the offense on the field. So I do like Josh Jacobs. I'm not sure where uh, his odds lie. I guess he's 18 to 1. Ooh, mm-hmm. I kind of like those Ooh. odds. Um, you could make a good argument for most of the guys that are on this list, though. Like, obviously, Nick Chubb, now that Kareem Hunt is not in the picture, he's going to yeah. get more targets or more carries, I should say even though I think you take his season-long touchdown prop as opposed to this. Uh, Derrick Henry is always going to have the opportunity. The Titans are a run-first offense. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, same questions as we saw with Josh Jacobs, but I do think I'll take Josh Jacobs. Uh, again, just because the price is right. 18-1? to 1? Yeah, give me that. Yeah. As you would say, hell yeah, brother. That's what I do. Hell yeah, Eight. brother. <laughs> That's what I was looking for. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm with you. I I looked at this list, too, and I was like, where in the world is Josh Jacobs? I would absolutely not touch Jonathan Taylor at 9-1. to The Colts say they're thinking about moving him, but who knows? Maybe he sits out. I would And you don't know to which team he's going to go. And I know everyone would say, why aren't you taking B. John Robinson? If you're the Falcons, you don't overuse him. Use him in the running game, passing game. I actually don't like the pick there. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.